and this is the Age Group Multisport Podcast with me, Richard Conway. This is a platform for Age Group Multisport athletes to showcase their journeys. to episode 68 of the Age Group Multisport Podcast. Thank you once again for taking your time out to give this podcast a listen. Much appreciated. Hope everything's going all right with you guys. All your training's going well. I think on this episode we have our first Welsh guest. I had a quick flick through our previous guests and um, I don't think we've had anybody from Wales on before. So a nice first there. So our age group athlete today is Andrew Martin and Andrew comes as you would expect being from Wales from a background of playing rugby as a as a kid and uh, also doing some swimming and running which he was very good at uh, which I guess stood him in good stead later on in his triathlon career. He explains how he wasn't really that keen in um, running as a child. He was pretty good at it so he was encouraged to carry on. And then being asked to do a swim leg of a triathlon relay team, um, he got a taste for it and decided that he was going to go back the next year and do the whole thing, uh, which is quite a common theme, I think, for people who do get into teams. It's quite a nice, easy, gentle way to get into um, the whole sport by doing something that you're particularly pretty good at. gives you that confidence, and uh, I think that was in Andrew's case um, what happened so he did he went back the next year he said he shifted a bit of weight trained hard and um, yeah did really well and he's he's not looked back since so hope you enjoy Andrew's story um, that's coming up in a bit isn't it funny how some people get the laughs I've got a bit of a story not going to bore you with all the details and it'll be brief um, I was out going for a longish ride um, last week and I was about halfway around and I felt this car slow down behind me, which I thought was a bit odd because there was no oncoming traffic. And then it slowly pulled up by the side of me. The passenger's window was down and out comes this arm and gives us a push. They both laugh away and then race off in the car. Um, and I was a bit dumbfounded by it all. You know, I, I wasn't hurt, I didn't fall off my bike or anything, but it was like, how weird, how bizarre, how some people find that thing to be funny. What had happened if I wasn't as proficient on a bike as I am, and it was um, some older person who was out, and they didn't have the stability that I had. You know, it could have could have been a lot more serious. Um Anyway, reported it. Unfortunately, I only got the first three letters of the registration and I think I must have, in all the goings on, I must have got the wrong um, of car because I thought it was a little C1 um, Citroen. But after reporting it to the police, um, they searched the database and couldn't come up with a match for that type of car and those first three letters. Um, so unfortunately, the getaway scot free. Um, there will be kept an eye on, I was assured by the police, for that type of car. Obviously, I knew the colour, it was red. Um, so, you know, you never know, I might get lucky and um, they might they might find 
the uh, culprits because I just don't want it to happen to anybody else. In all my 40 years of cycling, it's I've never had anything like that happen and I just find it very bizarre. So just be careful when you're out riding, folks, because um, there's some unpleasant people about. Well, a podcast I've been introduced to over the last couple of weeks. Um, the first one was I found by listening to a podcast that I always listen to, which is the Tri-Dot podcast. And they had um, a couple of guests on who were from one podcast, which is Doctors Running Podcast. And these doctors are into physical uh, therapy. Um, they're orthopedic doctors. And they talk about how to choose your next shoe on this particular podcast, the Tri-Dot podcast. Um, and the differences in drops and the different forms that you can get uh, for each shoe. And then I went over to their podcast and um, I've started listening to um, what they're, they're all about. And uh, it's interesting to listen to these experts who are actually runners themselves. And they do a lot of reviews on shoes and trainers. Uh, and I thought the best piece of advice that I found, they said, what's the best type of shoe um, for yourself and basically their answer was the one that you're most comfortable in which yeah pretty much sums it up I think so have a listen to well both Tridot because it's it's a really good podcast and um, the Doctors of Running podcast um, I'm going to go right back to the beginning and just pick out as I usually do the, the decent episodes and there was a lot of hoo-ha on uh, social media about um, a podcast that had been recorded uh, last week uh, on the How They Train podcast and it featured the Ironman CEO Andrew Mesick and chatter um, about it on, like I say, social media, on Instagram in particular, about how the uh, CEO Andrew Mesick didn't do himself any favours on the podcast when asked um, some awkward questions, shall we say, and... One of them was why that they've split up the Ironman World Championships uh, in two different places. If you're not aware, they both used to be in Kona. And last year, they decided to try something new and give the ladies their own day, which was the Thursday. And then the men, as normal, um, raced on, I think it was the Saturday or the Sunday. Uh, but that didn't go down well with the people who were living in Kona. So that wasn't um, doable again this year. So what they've wanted to do was split the day again and they've give the women uh, the race over in Kona and the men are racing in Nice. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was an interesting podcast. Uh, I, he didn't come across ever so well. You can see from a business point of view why they've done it because Iron Man want to make as much money as they can. Can't fault them for that, I suppose. Um but I was just thinking, as far as the world championship goes, um, these events that Iron Man put on, the, I guess, self-claimed um, as the world championship because of the his history over in Kona. Um, but they also try and cram in a load of age group athletes in as well, um, which is fair because that's what you know, we as age groupers um, do at the world and the Europeans as well. Um, we sometimes can race on the same race routes, especially in the finals, the grand finals, uh, as the the elite. Um, but I think it's just got too big. So 
they're going to have to have another rethink, I think, because I don't think the people who do and partake in Iron Man are very happy with um, the outcome of it all by by all accounts. So, yeah, interesting podcast. Um, my thoughts were that they just should just keep it separate uh, and elite professional um world championship and have it as just their race and that would cut out all this nonsense really and it would probably mean more um, it's not going to stop people taking part in uh, Ironmans um, or age group world championships you know I think that's still going to go ahead but yeah I'll give that a listen it's called um, How They Train Podcast um, yeah I really enjoyed it watched a little bit of the uh, world championship cyclocross and uh, that was the men's was really exciting. Uh, didn't know who was going to win between Van Aert and um, Matthew Van der Poel. Um, I won't spoil it if you haven't if you haven't watched it. Really worth um, spending fifty minutes of your time to watch these elite cyclists um, rip up the course because it was fantastic. And over in the females um, race was equally as exciting but it was pretty much uh, decided. Everybody knew who was going to win that one. Fen Van Empel came out on top um, and well-deserved. She did a great race. Nobody can stick with her when she's fit and uh, she's only 20. So it was a great race. And that's about it for now. Um, yeah. Time for the main event and uh, hope you enjoy this one. Really nice to chat to Andrew, a really top fella. And we'll see you on the other side. Hi, Rex. Hi, how are you doing? Very good. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Thanks good. for doing it. All right, pleasure. Thanks for uh, asking me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually very busy, but I managed to have a uh, couple of slots here and there, and then uh, it's a nice break from the routine. What is it that you do? Oh, I'm a dentist, but uh, it's uh, an NHS one, which are rare, but uh, yeah, yeah, flat out. They put, it, they put you on these targets you got to do by the start of April, so yeah, always running behind. <laughs> yeah, can imagine. Whereabouts in Wales here? Uh, South Wales. I'm in uh, Ogmore by Sea. Was uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, get to get get to dip in the water and stuff. So uh, oh, pretty uh, pleased with that. Yeah, there's a group of us to get there, but never time for coffee, which is a shame. Yeah, shame. Right, I'm Andrew. Andrew Martin. Um, I'm from South Wales, uh, Ogmore by Sea, and uh, I'm a dentist and an age group triathlete. Um, I think I started triathlon about 2012, but growing up, um, did a bit of swimming, uh, club level, bit of county level swimming, uh, running as well, a bit of cross country, which I hated, but unfortunately was quite good at it. So I ended up doing it more, um, until I gave up when I was at the top of Brecon in some, uh, blizzard condition and thought running around in little tiny shorts, and a vest wasn't what I wanted to do on a weekend. Um, and then as being Welsh, um, I was straight into rugby from about 10 and in love with that and very difficult decision to stop it eventually at about 28 years of age. So, um, yeah, uh, did a bit of track running, middle distance, and then I ended up doing a bit of sprinting, um, in my late teens alongside the rugby which I loved but uh, yeah wasn't quite as good as the middle distance I don't think but uh, yeah certainly active lived on a BMX 
You know, uh, the one with the mag wheels, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I only did the one race in that, which was fun, but fell off in one of the jumps. I think some tears came out, and uh, I think that was the end of that that <laughs> one. But uh, yeah, so 2012, uh, I was with yeah some antenatal group when my son was born. Um, they they were like, "Can you swim?" I was like, "Well, I can." And uh, Blenheim Palace I went to. Um, I did, you know, just the, I thought, I'll get to the other side of this. Surprisingly, it came out, I think, first or second in my wave. There's thousands of people there, though. And uh, I got handed over to my mates, and we completed. We spent the rest of the day drinking beer and watching all these other thousands of people doing the whole thing. So we all felt a bit, right, you, you know, you, you I guess it was all shapes and sizes. Yeah, I just you did the swim part. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So so yeah, it was a relay. So it was about, uh, I must have swam for about 10, 11 minutes or whatever it was, which is reasonably quick. So a year. And um, yeah, just watching guiltily on where all shapes and sizes were bombing around doing all the disciplines, which blew my mind a bit. Um, and then I think there and then we were like, right, we're doing this. We'll give it a year to train for it. And uh, probably two stone lighter by the time we started it, maybe three. Completed it the next year. Yeah. Uh, and did so, you join yeah. the club at that point or was it just a group of friends? Um, I'm trying to think, but it was uh, an interesting one. Yeah, I started swimming a bit just in a public session. And... Uh, I met a guy there and he's like, oh yeah, I'm a triathlete. So I asked him about uh, his endeavours and he was like, oh yeah, I'm doing a cycling uh, thing over in France. Uh, I think it's the ETAP, it's called ETAP de Tour. And uh, very nice guy called Dave Murray who will, um, will help you with anything. And he turned up at my house a few weeks later with a racing bike. And I was like, what are you doing, Dave? And he's like... Well, you asked me about my racing, so here we go. Have a go on this. Um, obviously, toddled off. Phoned him about 400 metres up the road to ask him how to change gears. And uh, <laughs> within uh, a couple of months, he had uh, said, oh, I'm going to France in the summer for uh, doing an event. Do you want to come? I was like, yeah, okay. Thinking it was just a sort of beer and social. And uh, it was a thing called La Marmotte, if you've heard of that one. It's a... Uh, I think it's three or 5,000 metres of climbing, um, taking in the Galibia, finishing up to as the Telegraph, the Glandon, which took me 11 hours. Um, and that was three stone heavier than I am now. I think I said I've never done that again. Um, but yeah, it sort of hooked me, really. Cool. The running came later. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So as far as, it, as far as the club went, you weren't part of the club, though? Um, yeah, I did later on join Pencoid Triathlon Club. Right. Best uh, triathlon club in Pencoid was their banner, so I thought I'd get in there. That nice little friendly friendly environment. Um, did a local triathlon in the Porthcall Harbour. And uh, yeah, did a few sweat, swim sessions with them. Laid off the uh, running for a while for various injury reasons. Um, yeah. Year or two into triathlon, I realised that I had to actually do some run training. Um, <laughs> no, no one likes being passed on the bike and the run, you know. So, uh, yeah, the run was uh, had to develop, which developed quite quickly. Um, but as I said, it's balancing injuries, which is uh, 
I think that's a common thing. From your first try off London, how did you find out about age group? You know, I was on a club ride and uh, one of the guys had actually won a world sprint title in um, Vancouver. I think he said it might have been the first one, actually. So I asked him about that. I asked him about that. And he said, uh, I said, how hard to, to get on this Great Britain team? And he said, it's almost, it's almost impossible. And I was thinking, surely not. And that sort of gripped me and think, well, what do I have to actually do to do this? But I gather, you know, it's, uh, you apply yourself to anything and you, you get there. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it was a challenge. Uh, gave me a lot of, I'm going to say enthusiasm to see where I could come. And I think I did one in something being with a G out east somewhere and, uh, to qualify for Kitzbühel. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Um, again, not entirely sure where I was with all the sports, but my swimming seemed to be okay because I did it as a kid. And uh, I ended up leading the race until T2. And then I seemed to watch most of the field go past me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, one of, the, one of the guys I compete against him with um, went steaming past, I always remember it. And I looked up to him because he did a... He had lost a thing of like five stone or something since he started it, and uh, I scraped through on a uh, the percentages roll through the roll down, yeah, yeah. And I was so chuffed, so I eventually went to Kitzbühel, and uh, yeah, I think I came seventh in the end of that one, so I was pleased with. But yeah, yeah. a lot of progress in a short time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what year was that, Andrew? I think that was two two thousand fourteen, but. Yeah. Saying that, I got a feeling I qualified for it before I managed to slide into the London one, which is uh, so. Could, yes, that could have been my first one actually. London, um, that was an interesting one where I was in the briefing. Uh, any questions? And it'd been there for quite some time, and I wanted to ask how to get off uh, to the to T one T two. Anyway, it wasn't enough time for the questions and. Uh, I was still, like I said, swimming pretty well and ended up cycling another 2K somehow into uh, transition after the first lap. So I went from something like the top first, second, third or something to uh, about 45th without actually going oh. anywhere. Finished the race, got a lot of funny looks, but yeah, yeah. quite a few, uh, one of the few mistakes you make as we, you know. Oh, absolutely. Everybody makes them. Oh, helmet on backwards, all that sort of stuff. We've all done it. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to write a passage, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. You you got to do it on your biggest races, though, really, to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then, you know what? We're not the only one. You still see the likes of the Brownleys still running out of. Um, I don't know whether you saw last year. I think it was Johnny Brownlee running out of. Um, it was the Super League, and he ran out of one of the tees. Uh, and he still had his helmet on, and he was going in the swim. Oh yeah, yeah, that really slows you. That really slows you down doing front crawl with the helmet on. It's, uh, yeah, not very aero. I love Vincent Louis as well, didn't he? Just went straight through transition to the fence on his bike as well. Oh, that's right. Did you see yeah, that one? I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember that one. I think he put. He must have thought it was another lap. Is that what? Is that what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he thought he had another lap, and just went into the fence, didn't he? Whilst uh, they closed, they closed the road off, hadn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the barriers across. That's right, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, it. you know, we shouldn't really feel bad, should we, as amateurs doing doing crazy stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly. We all do it, don't we? Yeah. 
So, um, was that a standard or a sprint that you've done your first GB racing? Uh, sprint, yeah. I haven't done any standard ones. Uh, right. I'd say they don't suit. Yeah. I've done a few over the years, but it, I didn't say it suits me. Like I said, I'm always wary about run volume from uh, various injuries. So I, yeah, 5K, I can sort of get around okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I haven't got the same concentration as a lot of people either. I, always feel, I think one hour is long enough. Two hours, I get a bit bored on the, uh, on the bike and the. Yeah, even the run. Sw- yeah. yeah, the swimming's pretty boring on yeah fifteen hundred. That's a long time, isn't it? It's a long time. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is for a bull swimmer, isn't it? A long way that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I do. Uh, I do enjoy the draft legal one as well. Um, yeah. Doesn't always suit my strengths, but it's really good fun. Really good fun. Um, yeah. They're all different as well on the H race. Absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah. So, what was your next race then? After after you'd qualified and you'd raced for GB the first time, how did it develop? Oh yeah. So, London, London Kitzbühel. Trying to remember the next one. Fifteen. If uh, anyone can help me out on that one, uh, I know okay. it was off to off to. Yeah, you suddenly rack them up, don't you? You get really super keen, and yeah, here, there, and everywhere. Um, yeah, it certainly went off to. 16 was, I remember Cozumel was one, wasn't it? That's a, I went to that one. Yeah. Fantastic trip. Great experience. Made lots of sort of high energy uh, colleagues, I guess, and teammates. And yeah, it was great fun. Bit of a party atmosphere. Ridiculously hot. Um, did that, I think, if I came right. No, no, I'm going to say ninth, maybe. But uh, yeah, that was a dehydration fest where. Uh, the tides were wrong. They left us out in a little tent for an, a couple of hours before the race. So I don't think any of us had any moisture left. Um, yeah, I think an hour after the race, I don't think I knew what had happened. It was, uh, there were people going in sort into, yeah, getting drips and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, that was a fantastic experience. Loved that. Johnny, you know, whilst I was telling everyone, oh, I felt terrible. You see Johnny falling apart and you're thinking, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just miss, I missed the pizzas at the end. That's one uh, bit I regret. Missed the big load of pizzas. And, uh, yeah, I know. That's it. Yeah. I race, I do race for a beer afterwards, I've got to say. <laughs> Doesn't sound so, exactly pro, but that's what, yeah, that's what amateurs do, I guess. So, what's your best race that you've raced? The best race in triathlon? Yeah. Oh, as in like course? Just generally, what's been your favourite race? My favourite race, that's a good one. And there's too many to choose from, to be fair. I, I like that uh, Rotterdam Rotterdam one. Um, trying to chase uh, Richard Stannard. He got ahead of us all, caught him on the bike. Then there was a group of us attacking each other. And yeah, he managed to come away with a win. Came back about, I think I came fifth, fourth. I can't remember, fourth or fifth on that one. That was good fun. Um yeah, Valencia last year because I won that age group race, so that was a, a favourite. Yeah, Strathclyde was good up and down, and I did the Kazan one in Russia. That was a good old. Uh, that was yeah. yeah that actually, that would that would be say my one of my favourite ones. Um, yeah, for sure, that was uh, a punchy race, and uh, yeah, I did actually complete the Belenum one as a forty-two-year-old 
in the elite race um in 2018 oh, your email. Yeah, I was yeah. what did that how did that come about then yeah so uh i noticed there's a few sort of age group races that have done uh elite ones before so i had a little google or whatever and uh yeah they said um they said if you can send us a race and if you can fix the uh swift profile then uh We'll have a look at you. So, uh, yeah, they gave me a start, and it was a uh, great experience, especially as I think my first one was probably there as, you know, within the thousands and struggling to get around at all, you know, with a big fat belly. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that was a fantastic experience. I went backwards yeah. pretty quickly, mind. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, how old were the, the rest of the, the uh, competitors? I think they were as old as my trainers, probably. Um, but they'd come back from the Commonwealth Games, a lot of them. And, uh, yeah, it's not very good at name dropping them, but uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, the swim was fine. I was up there. The bike got dropped, I think, on the first or second lap going up a hill by tactical errors. Wait for the last group to come through. So there's group three, I think. And then uh, I think I must have beaten a few people at the end, two or three. But uh, I was back. I was at the back, you know, the old man. But yeah, it was a great experience. Really? Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. unfortunately, age waits for nobody, doesn't it? You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. Catch up with us all. So, it as, does, much yeah. as, we, as much as we like to, you know, I think you're best to stick with your own age group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're good fun, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So have you got anything um, planned coming up this year? Um, I only got a few couple of local races, but I'm having a bit of a... Uh, I'm having a year where I've got to address a few injuries. I might be having to have a foot up again, unfortunately, but I'm still just about running, so I'll see how I get on. Um, I think I'm supposed to be doing, uh, where's the world's one? Hamburg. I'm in right. for that one, but uh, yeah, I'll have to uh, decide on that in the next couple of weeks, I think. If yeah. not, I will be back because I'll be going up to the 50 age group, I think, in a well, three years, but uh, you have to qualify the year before, don't you? So yeah. um, I'll be at certainly full speed ahead next year. Um, yeah, I mean, this last year has been a bit quiet. Sometimes you get the old, uh, that's the thing as an amateur, you get your, um, you've got to look at your priorities, haven't you? And sometimes you just can't fit it all in. And uh, yeah, some things go on the back burner for a while. So uh, yeah, last year was a bit of a, Oh, look, you got other stuff to do. So we just did the the international ones. And, uh, yeah, found I've got the love for it. This year, This year, I'm pretty keen. I just uh, held back by injuries and things. But going back into it, still loving it. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, and you were, you were a Welsh champion, is that right? Uh, well, a Welsh age group, I would have said. Uh, yeah. A few times, yeah, yeah. But in the past, I haven't been to one of those for quite some time, though. As I said yeah. you get busy, don't you? End up in the, uh, you end up just fitting in the international ones and the qualifiers. But yeah, the Welsh champion ones were in Barry Island, which is a, a good one, a nice draft legal one. Um, get a load of fish and chips and a can of beer at the end of it. And there's uh, there's been ones in Porthcawl as well. So it's a nice little hub down in South Wales on the coast there because you. You know, you you go see swims everywhere. Nice train. Everyone knows each other. Little safe base to swim in, and uh, yeah, the the races are always good fun as well. You know, you've uh, you always got a chance of getting wet and it not being called off, depending on which time of the year it is. But 
Yeah. Yeah, like you say, you can't. Uh, you, you know, we're only amateurs at this. It's not. It's not what we do for a living. So life has to take over sometimes, and your body needs a rest as well as you're getting older. So it's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly, it certainly does. Yeah, you try to resist that, don't you? Yeah. yeah, you do. You do. Well, you just, well, it just becomes part of your life. But it's what you do, isn't it? It is. When it's you when, can't uh, train, it's so frustrating. Oh yeah, yeah. If you can't train, it's it's the worst. But then people say, "Oh, you've got to listen to your body," and you're thinking, "If I listen to my body, I'd just be lying down in bed most of the time." <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. be on the couch all the time. I know, I know. It? But it's strange yeah. how those endorphins sort of set you off, isn't it? And they, uh, you start doing something, and you come back pretty pumped, and you, and uh, yeah, full of energy. Like, a, like I'm thinking, I'm like walking a puppy or something. I need to go out and and do something every day. Yeah, absolutely. So, what you obviously you you seem to be saying that um, swimming's your favourite part of triathlon. Is that was that be right or? Um, I would say I well I think I'd probably say it's my best part as an age group athlete um yeah it's always been the thing that's been there for me through thick and thin you know various broken bones and things and uh, it's always been there always rehab through it but uh i do actually enjoy the running it's just i'm more inconsistent in that so it's a uh, it's harder work it's always get back to it get to a decent standard injury and it, it yeah. rolls around like that um mm-hmm. the biking i i you know i do love it's a bit uh yeah, it's, it's nice where I live because you can get out in the countryside, but it's, uh, yeah, you, you get a bit nervous sometimes on the bike, so I don't always enjoy the biking as much as I should, um, unless you go out on a little holiday somewhere and safer lanes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd probably say the running, weirdly, which if anyone knows me and hears that, will laugh as I will stop moaning about that. Yeah. Just get over it. Just get over it. I know, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. So what's uh, what does a week of training when you are training and you're fully fit? What does a week of training look like? Oh, it's pretty. It sounds pretty good. I'll get a three morning swims in for an hour. Uh, do that with a masters. Actually, I'm do. I've just changed clubs, but I'm yeah. I do that with a sort of uh, a swimming club in the morning, uh, one hour each. Um, probably about three runs if I can. Try to get some kind of interval in. Um, with yeah, a local club riding, struggling at the moment to get the hours in with the dark and trying to s- organise one of those turbo the turbo uh, bikes actually. And uh, but in the summer, yeah, bit of a chain gang goes on on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, go I try to go grab a couple of hours on the weekend. I don't do as much as I should, but it's uh, yeah. And in the summer, get in the sea with mates. That's that's a good good one. I always love that. Yeah, um, yeah that's about it. Oh, a bit of strength and conditioning, like a good over 40. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, yeah, yeah. you know, any strength and conditioning. It's important, isn't it? But it's the thing that gets overlooked by most of us. Yeah, I do think it helps uh, prevent injuries, or so I think, when I'm doing it properly. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know whether I can get more run-hardened or whether the, the strength and conditions help in it. But, yeah, the injuries seem to be okay. It's, uh, yeah, try definitely do one of those a week. Yeah. Not a big fan, though. You're not a big fan. Not a big fan, yes. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. I was telling my, yeah, tell my, uh, yeah, I've got a trainer that does it, actually. That's the only way I'd go. I think I wouldn't go otherwise. 
but I'm always said like said like I don't make me too big. I'm slow enough at running as it is, and he's just. You do too much cardio, Andrew. Too much cardio. Yeah, that's all you say. People think if you hit the gym that you're going to instantly like put on muscle on. You you got to think about it logically and realistically that actually you're strengthening your muscles and your tendons and your joints and and that's all you're doing really. You know, you're not going in there putting your muscle on out anywhere. So yeah, if you're doing it like that, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Probably should do two, but you know, one's enough. Well, one's a start. A start. That's more like it. Yeah, that's a start. Give me a few years to think about a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like the consistency of it and doing it all year round. Oh, if you yeah, can yeah, do yeah. that, then it just becomes part of your training, like the swimming and the biking and the running. So It is, yeah. It's a consistency, isn't it? We always say. Well, thanks for that. A um, few fast round questions now that I always ask people towards the end. Um, what's your favourite bit okay. of kit? Right. Now, this is uh, one you probably want to have heard before. You, I know you're expecting me to say the bike, but I'm not. I'm going to go okay. for paddles. Okay. paddles. No, no particular reason why, apart from it just makes me feel like uh, sort of smoother and it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a dodge and a bit of a cheat. Um, when I'm tired, I put them on. It's uh, yeah, it just gives you the catch back, doesn't it? So uh, there you go. It's uh, two yellow paddles. Can't go wrong with those. Yeah, we like that answer. Never had that before. Like I said, that was a good one. Um, what uh, resources do you use? You know, it could be books, videos. Ah. Uh, like to listen to my podcasts, uh, particularly this one, obviously creeping and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Podcast mostly. I did have a coach for quite a few years. Um, that was the other, the other, other resources. Um, yeah, pretty much podcast that used to have the old two, two, triathlon 220 as a Christmas present from my uh, mother-in-law. Had a few bits of information on it. I was finding a little too many resources and I just keep buying new more and more kit, but, uh, I've uh, I've got over that now. I've got over that now and realised I just got to put the work in. Yeah, that's so. it. So what happened to the coach then? Did you just was it not working for you when you had the coach? Yeah, it was. It was it was going well, and uh, I would say I mean I, I did the uh, running with the ath- with the athletes club. I like um, he tried to keep that on uh, you know more occasional, so I didn't injure myself. Swim with the club, it was good, but it was nice to have to report to it, report back that I'd done each. It was accountability, I suppose. Report yes. back and uh, uh, say, you know, I've completed this, look at my numbers and that that sort of thing. And um, it was Mark Whittle, actually, and he, he was, uh, he always used to try to keep me injury-free because I think without him, I was uh, just going off and doing extra training and junk miles and things like that. So, uh, but yeah. If I, f- I finished off just because um, I was in between moving a life thing and he put a program and said, look, I can't be in, I don't know where I'm going to be and which day and, you know, whether I can get my equipment, whether I got my bike with me and it just got a bit hard work and that was just, yeah, somewhere around COVID and the pools weren't open and yeah, I just yeah. sort of put it in pause and then I did okay in Valencia, which was possibly still down to his previous coaching i'd say it probably was and uh yeah i just haven't picked it up yet i'm gonna saw so this the stable home life i think to need to know where i am and what i'm doing and yeah root it's routine and it's hard to be coached if you're everywhere i think yeah probably would go back again and uh it is good yeah. it's uh yeah and you go that was yeah some great advice of your coaching that we talk about resources someone knows what they're doing is always good to ask otherwise there's too much information out there you can grab all the wrong stuff, can't you? And, uh, yeah. 
Yes, uh, it's, it's the way to do it, I think. Is ask someone who knows. Maybe not yeah. ask too many questions from too many different people because it's uh, there's a lot of contradiction out there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like you said in there, it's the accountability as well, isn't it? You know, that you've got that's someone, somebody that's going to make you actually look at actually what you're doing and what you're not doing. Make sure you're hitting all the, the target sessions. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, what advice would you give to um, anyone starting out in triathlon? I would give the advice of give it a go. Um, <laughs> we never take our own advice, but I'd probably start start gently and build up. Um, I'd certainly always say join a club or at least pal up with some others that are doing the you know the same sort of target and training. And part of the fun is experiencing these new things of getting your wetsuit in, jumping into a cold lake, and. Uh, riding together and running together it's all uh, it's like a community thing isn't it and uh, yeah enjoy it really um, the the good thing is even if you get to the age group level which is certainly not impossible as uh, I said at the start or my friend said at the start it's uh, you can do whatever you put your mind to um, you do get to travel around abroad and in the, this country and see some beautiful places so uh, I'd say get out there Keep going and, yeah, enjoy the uh, camaraderie. Um, yeah, so that's what, um, yeah, never be afraid to try anything new either. So uh, get yourself in a river or lake or whatever. Or, and finally, what are your short and your long-term goals? Oh, my short and long-term goals. Um, yeah. short, is, short is just trying to get myself injury-free, which may or may not be an operation in this year. Long-term is to stay healthy and enjoy my triathlon and keep racing for many years. Uh, I haven't got any uh, particular aspirations of being uh, an Ironman or anything like that. I'm just quite happy enjoying bombing around a track with loads of other like-minded people on bikes and yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's uh, keep on doing what I'm doing, I guess. Yeah. As long as possible. 75 years age group. That's what I want to do. That would be that would be good. I think that's when you see these guys at that age, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's amazing. They're incredible. Really are incredible. They are incredible. That's what you aspire to do. I think. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Who would I know in your age group that you race with? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald, you know Donald well. I did. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know a lot about Donald and. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the one about Matt Barnes as well because he's my uh, my age group. They sort of creep in as I'm edging towards the other the other end. So it's interesting to see how Matt was uh, an amazing runner, which uh, puts it all in perspective. Because uh, yeah, it was like this guy is is quick on two feet. Um, but he, yeah, it's amazing seeing all these. Uh, other guys that have um, they seem to be very successful in life as well, and they obviously are very driven and. Uh, you know, they concentrate on something and they, they get back what they put in. And, uh, yeah, there's some good stories out there. I'm still going through the podcast now, actually, just uh, enjoying them on a run and uh, thinking, wow, that guy's been in the army and this one's done this and this one's done this sport. It's uh, incredible, really. Yeah. And uh, overcoming the ad- adversity bit where you've got um, people with, you know, health issues and they've overcome them and things through triathlon. And, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, those are the two guys. And yeah. uh, Gary, Walk- Gary Walker, you must have heard of. He's in every single race. 
in every, <laughs> every country. He's, he, he's actually the guy I said that in that first trial, the guy came steaming past me and I was like, this guy is, this guy is good. And now uh, he told me how he started on with the, you know, losing a few stone or whatever through a, a night out in a pub saying, I can beat, I can get in the Great Britain team and they called him out on it. And he, off he went, lost a load of stone and got in. And did it. Which is incredible as well. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, some great stories. Yeah. That's why I like doing this podcast, you know, because you meet, I've met some great people with some fantastic stories. And you're right, a lot of them are, are really successful in in their careers. And you wonder how they fit it in, to be honest, how they, how they get oh. to where they've got to, as well as having families and kids and, you know, full time careers. And yet they do all this training and it's, it's like, wow. Thanks very much uh, for taking your time out. Yeah, pleasure. It's been a, a pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Good luck with everything. I hope your injury um, sorted itself out without an operation. And um, yeah, you get to you get to race over in Hamburg. Yeah, thanks very much. I look forward to doing that. That'll be uh, yeah, that'll be great fun. So uh, yeah, fingers uh, crossed. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we might catch up at some point in a race in the future. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> That'd it. Be nice. Yeah. That would be good, Rich, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. right, well, all the best. I'll let you get on with your evening. And uh, okay. thanks once again for coming on. Fantastic. Thanks, Rich. Cheers. Cheers, Andrew. Bye. Thanks once again to Andrew. Great story. Um, and I thought it was quite refreshing that... Um, he said that his long-term goals were to stay injury-free and just keep racing in the format that he enjoys the most, which is the short short track. Um, so, yeah, that was quite nice to hear, to do it as long as he, as he possibly can. And sorry for the uh, poor sound quality on my half. Uh, fortunately, Andrew's was all, all good, which was the main thing. Uh, but my, I don't know what's happened to my microphone uh, during that interview. It was, it was terrible. So I really, really do apologise for that. Once again, good luck um, with Andrew and his injury. And I hope he doesn't have to have his operation and he can manage to race in uh, Hamburg. So all the best. Um, and that's about it for this episode. If you'd like to come on the podcast and you're an age grouper, just drop us a line um, or get in touch via social media. Uh, we're always looking for guests and everybody's got a great story. So don't ever think that your story isn't worthy of coming on. Um, so just, yeah, get in touch via our email, which is the age group multisport podcast at gmail.com. Our social media platforms are as follows. Instagram is amp underscore 1967. Uh, Facebook is amp GB. Twitter is the Age Group Multisport Podcast. Uh, we have our own website, which is agegroupmultisportpodcast.buzzsprout.com. And you can find all the previous episodes on there if you don't usually use a platform like Spotify or Apple Podcast. And if you do use those podcasts, uh, cast platforms and you've really enjoyed this episode or any of the others please leave us a, uh, a rating um, really does help us to get our uh, podcast out there to more like-minded people and um, if you want to get in touch you can dm us on any of those social medias and if you want to come on the podcast please get in touch again social media or on email uh, so once again thank you for taking the time out to listen until next time Stay safe, keep training, and love the process.